Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Well, good morning, everyone. I want to talk about crippling effects of fear. And what I asked our uh, our Bible study uh, people who I just love, who we've just all grown together for now, gosh, well, we've been doing it for seven years, my husband and I. And what's really cool is that it first started off as Butch and I and uh, my mom, our daughters, and uh, my sister. And that's how our Bible study started um, seven years ago. And just to see what God has done, it's just been amazing. You know, I look out into the audience uh, Wednesday nights and I'm like, how'd y'all get here? Because I didn't know you all seven years ago. And it's just is just a testimony of God's faithfulness, literally. And then we have church in the park. You know, um, I look out there and I'm like, where did you people come from? Like, I know I posted one time on Facebook, like, hey, see you all on Sunday. and I just, people just come. It's just amazing. That's why I just love it. You take a step, you step out and God will be like, here's another platform to step on. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, let's keep going together. But sitting where we're at sometimes, it just doesn't work that way. And I have been the one that was just sitting, not being able to move. And I know, and, and I wasn't able to um, see the, amazing things that God does, like how he just takes us from here to here to here to here, unless I stepped out. You know, he showed me his love when I wasn't stepping out. That always goes. But when I wanted to see change and my goals met and all of that stuff, I had to step out in the the things that I knew he, he called me to do. So that's what I do every day. You know, like this morning, my husband and I work at entertainment. I know you think that's all I do is healing, but hey, we bring healing into entertainment, right? Um, we've been in entertainment our whole lives. And uh, we were shooting a children's show today at our st- in our studio. And you know what? I got there at 6 a.m. this morning and left at 8, 8.15 so I could be here to teach. You know, I have other things in my life that I do besides teach, but it's like, but God... Like, I just, I want to tell you all that just to say that how he just blesses me in every aspect of my life and the things that he's called me to do. And he's called me to do a few things, not just what we're doing with Healing Journeys today, but bringing the word of God into the marketplace where that's where people are that need help, that need to hear the gospel. So anyway, that's, I don't know why I went off on that, but I just did. But I want to ask you a question. What does fear feel like to you? So I want you to sit, I want you to either write it down or put it in your phone, but what does, not not what does it, what does it look like? I want you to write down, what does fear feel like? What does fear do to you? So what does fear feel like? What are the, what are the crippling effects of fear? I can give you some of my own experience. Um, and I'm sure that you all know too. Fear to me. Okay. And I'm not saying like, oh, confess fear over yourself. 
No, I want to know. Let's talk about what fear, uh, what effect it has on you. Because we, we're going somewhere. Um, the worst thing with fear is if you have already suffered the trauma, if you know it is possible, trying to get over anxiety is hard. I can pray and feel consciously peaceful, but I still cannot sleep. Okay. So a lack of sleep. Fear to me, let's see, Vicky feels like shooting out from my chest down my arms, okay? Amy says suffocation. Rachel says a stomach clenched, cold sweat, heart palpitations, nightmares. Fear feels like you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Crippling without hope that all is lost, right? It, it's affects the, it, it affects the allergy, asthma. Fear, it is kind of paralyzing. Fear of a sickness manifesting. Fear of the same trauma happening again. All right, keeps you frozen in one place. You guys are all right. You know, I asked this question to our church. Let's see, fear, fear makes me feel unsafe, unable to stand and, and will always feel dizzy. Um, pain all over body and someone is looking at me all the time. It invades your mind, paralyzes all of your life and moments. Hopeless paralyzing. Right. What if I told you, what if I told you this, that you could stand against those things that you feel with fear? Okay. Rob's freedom. Absolutely. What if I were to tell, what if I told you that right now that we could snap our fingers and that would never affect you again? Feels like I can't breathe, right? Affects my daily life. Yes. All right. So I know I'm like going, Hey, for $49.95, you could be a, you could be released of your fear. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Listen, there's a price to pay, but Jesus already paid the price for that fear. So what's happened is, is that, you know, some of us are more sensitive than others. Now, yes, the heart palpitations, um, the, you know, the heart beating out of the chest, the, sometimes it makes you have to go to the bathroom right away. Uh, it goes right to your stomach. Sometimes it puts, yeah, like pain down in your chest and down your arms and all of those things. Um, yeah, that's exactly what fear does. And so the effects of that, it, yeah, you're like, yeah, let's do it. The effects of it, not just when you're experiencing that panic, right? That thing that comes on. Um, okay. There's so many things. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited because First of all, there are ways of combating this. This is number one. What was leading up to those symptoms, right? The symptoms that you just explained. What were you thinking about as it was leading up to that? Or was it a sudden thing like a car pulled out in front of you? I want to define this because that's what's really important in defining what it is. Um, but but we, uh, the reason I can say that we can we can be free of fear and combat it is because not because I just said it, right? Fear. Okay. So you're driving in the car, someone cuts in front of you. That's not the fear I'm talking about. I'm talking about the crippling fear, the fear that lingers. And what is that called? Come on, everybody, write it down, write it down. What is that fear? What is that problem? What's that fear? What's behind that fear? I know you all know this. 2 Timothy 1.7 explains what the problem is. It is a spirit. So let's go to 2 Timothy 1.7 really quick so that you just don't take my word for it, that we can talk about it amongst ourselves as saying like, hey, wait a minute, Julianne didn't say this. 
Uh, God said it. Um, let's see. Let me find it. If I could find 2 Timothy 1.7. Here we go. For God, okay, so this is not a human. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me say that again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. What does a spirit of what is a what is a demonic bad spirit? What's his what's his goal in life? Okay. I'm asking you that. What is the what is the goal of a spirit of fear? What's the goal? It what's the goal of a spirit? That is causing you fear. Yes, 2 Timothy 1.7. What is the goal of this? What is what's his job? Or its job? Its job is to, yes, it's bondage. What is yes, absolutely. What does it make you afraid? Right. What is it? What and, and look at the bigger, yes, you're right. John 10:10, 10, 10, kill, still, and destroy. What's the big overarching thing that he wants to do? God has not given the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we know that it says God has not given us that, that spirit of fear. That's not what God gave you. But God gave you the power, the love, and the sound mind to take us out. Is it really to take us out? Yes. It's more about stealing the word. Remember, the devil could not get to Jesus anymore. The devil could not get to God. But the only way to get to God is to go through his kids. If any of you here that are listening have kids, you're like, you're like, oh no, no one's gonna talk and mess with my kid, right? You will kill them. You become mama and papa bear, and I'm saying a big grizzly bear, right? You would kill them. I know I would. I'm a mama bear. You don't mess with my kids. Ada or my husband, or my mom, or my sisters. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I am not, no. You don't mess with my family. You don't mess with the my my spiritual family. No. Oh, no. Anyway, that's a personal thing. Um, but yeah, it it chokes the word on the inside of you so that it cuts off the life source. You see, if the devil can get you believing wrong thinking, then he can get you to stop trusting the Lord. And to literally choke the word out of your vocal cords, out of your heart, right? That's what it's designed to do. It's to steal the word, to destroy you, to destroy your relationship with the Lord, and to kill, steal, and well, and kill, kill, yeah, kill anything and anything in its path. There is like destruction. So it's like a tornado, right? When you see like, oh my God, it went from this area from, you know, I don't know, from Tennessee to Texas. And here was its path. And everything that you see in that pathway is like down all the trees and everything, right? That's what it's meant to do. So when that spirit is leashed, unleashed, right? That immediate, imagine this as many, I'm trying to get this out. 
as many times as it tries to scare you and as many try times as it tries to paralyze you with fear, the body starts to break down and suffer. Your heart suffers. Your nervous system suffers. All of that suffers. It breaks down the body. And that's what it's meant to do. So if you, if you think about it, it's kind of like the silent killer. Because you can't see the spirit of fear, but you feel it. Because it's not normal for God's people to feel the dread and the paralyzation and the despair and the sadness and all those things that we talked about, right? That would not be what somebody that is, that that trusts in the Lord and loves the Lord and all of that should be experiencing on a daily basis, unless a spirit of fear has come in. And that's what it's there to do. It's there to do its number one job. It doesn't do anything else. Imagine this. If I was interviewing the spirit of fear right now with me, the spirit of fear would not answer me and say, oh, I want to give somebody life and life more abundantly. I want to show, I want to make sure that every, you know, that, that I bring peace to everyone. You know, it's like, come on, that's, that's not the job of the spirit of fear. So we know that the fear, the spirit of fear is to what? It is to torment you. Let me get that scripture here. It is to torment. Oh, could you even imagine a, a tormenting? Do you know how awful tormenting that word that word is? Oh my God. It's awful. Where's my notes? Um, okay, here we go. So 1 John 4.18, let's go there. You know, one thing about the word of God, the word of God, I said God, God, is um, the word is powerful. The word is what changes what's in the heart, right? The word is the one thing that's powerful, but it's his word that comes out of your mouth is the one. The Remember, the word of God that comes out of your mouth is what works in your life. The word of God coming out of your mouth is what changes things. Now, what I would definitely want to tell you is this. You definitely need to get a revelation of the of how powerful the word of God is. All right. We've got to know that the power and the authority that it carries, because if not, then we're just speaking words out that don't mean anything to you. Okay. That that's got that's a word of no effect. It means nothing to you. So you're not seeing it change your life because the other words, maybe the spirit of fear, those words that are being, you know, uh, put into your head are, are strong because negative words are strong and they are powerful if you let it. 
but how do you how do you diffuse that power? How do you cut off that power source? Because that's all it's doing is it's overpowering the word in you. So I feel this way. It's like I can't. Well, I use this my water bottle. It's dark, but if I had a bunch of dirt and cloudy stuff in here, right? Well, I know you can't really see. It. I have nothing clear up here. Anyway, if I had this was let's say I had a full of just dirt and muck and i just kept pouring water in pretty soon this dirt and mucky disgusting stuff would be would come out and the pure clean water would stay in and fill up to the top but it took a while to keep pouring in the water so that this dirty water was purged out of the cup so you can do it at home takes uh, a go, go when you're if you're at home right now you know take something like like food coloring and stick it like put some drops in and then take that like a cup take that to your sink and then put the faucet on and see how long it takes to flush out the color to flush out the the, the evil stuff to flush out the disgusting stuff to flush out the memories to flush out the family curses right to flush all of that out. When you are submitted to the Lord, the submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. When you are 100% submitted to the Lord, there no color could stay in that cup. Now, if you just tuned in right now, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Okay, right? You have to go back and watch. How could that color stay in the cup? How could that dirt and all that disgusting stuff stay in the cup? It can't. It got washed away by the word of God. It was washed away by the word of God. Cleansed by the word of God. That's why you can, you can have that cup that was full of dirt and now you just keep pouring the word in. But not only are you pouring the word in, but you're getting revelation of that word that's being poured in. A word without revelation is just a word. It's just a book. It doesn't mean anything to you. You know, I mean, I go back to scriptures now and I'm like, wow, that scripture, that scripture is powerful. I'm like, if I was looking at one right now, right? That scripture is powerful. Why did it affect me five years ago when I read this scripture? Well, a revelation came just now and it literally set me on the right track here and like got me ready to say, no, oh that, oh this, oh you, no, I refuse. I refuse in the name of Jesus. So, oh, we were going to 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Wow. So, you know, what's interesting, it's the next scripture after that. It's like, I know we all do these things. It's like, okay, here's my 12 step, step program. You know, I... I got saved or I'm already saved, but I went through my whole list and called this person and that person, this person, that person and said, I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me. 
right? That is the first thing that we go to is that we go, well, well, I need to release this for unforgiveness and absolutely get rid of it because it is a hanger on her and it, and it clings to you and you don't need it. It'll leech off of you. It'll just like suck the blood out of you. Um, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has sent, how can he love God whom he has not seen? I'm sorry. I said sent. I meant to say seen. So if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Mm -hmm. That is so good. That's why we got to catch ourselves and say, I, you know what? I'm not going to let the, the silliness uh, of what happened with my brother, my sister, my this, my that, whatever it was, I am not going to let it affect me because there's a far greater work on the inside of me that God has called me to do. I'm not going to get caught up in the minutia of it, right? I'm not getting in the weeds and trying to separate and find all those lies and all that stuff. I don't have time for that. Neither do you. You don't have time to be offended. You don't have time to be hurt. You don't have time for any of it. None of it. You understand? You don't have time for that. I want you to say that to yourself right now. I don't have time. I don't. I don't have time for that. You don't have time to get all sucked into all of this and being mad at your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad and all that thing. And all it's doing is hurting you. It's like you've got, you know, the knife out and you're going to, you know, stick them, but you go like this and you stick it in your own heart. When you do that, the word of God is strong, it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We know that it is strong and powerful because the word says it is. So is the word not strong and powerful in your life? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. Is the, is, is the word that you know, that you speak, that you meditate on, that you read on, is that making a difference in your life? If not, then that you can see where you stand on all of this. You can see where it's been an issue and a problem and you've let the enemy come in. It's just like the parable of the sower, right? That, um, let me go there really quick in Mark. Or let me go. Let me try Matthew. I think Matthew's better, I think. Okay. Um, here we go. Parable of the sower. Behold, a sower went out to sow, and he, as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and destroyed them. I'm sorry, devoured them. Some fell on sunny places. Sunny, stony places where they did not have much earth. I'm so sorry. Um, the lighting is horrible in here and I just took it for granted. I said sunny. Okay. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root. They, were, they withered away. And some seed, some fell on... Sorry, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. 
I love that. So now we're going to talk about the explanation of the sower, which is Mark uh, 13, 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his ears, in his, I mean, in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. So think about it. The wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. The wicked one comes and snatches away what was hear, heard in his ears that went into his heart. What we hear goes into our heart. So that's why we were talking about that, that thing where you feel like you start to panic right away, right? When something, you get some bad news, um, you know, or you think a thought that's bad news. That is where we are going after it, is right here. And the wicked one comes and, and snatches away what was sown in our hearts. No more when you are sealing this word deep on the inside of your heart. And I mean deep on the inside of your heart. No longer will you ever let it just kind of fall where it may. No, it is planted. And I want you to say this, Lord, your word is, sir, is forever planted in my heart, yielding fruit, yielding a crop of good fruit. Yielding a crop, a crop, like a massive crop, not like a little garden crop. We're talking a massive crop. So, when it says here that, uh, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is where he hears the word and he immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. That's the problem. When you are so like, listen, I love the fact that we're on healing journeys today together, but I want you to get your own revelation from all of the teachers. Do not live off of revelation it won't last it doesn't stick at all you might be excited over our over a revelation from someone on the team but do not and i repeat do not take that in as yours you need to have your own your your own revelation please so important so but he received the seed on stony places this is where this is who this is this is he who hears the word and he immediately receives it with joy and yet he had no root in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word immediately the, he stumbles immediately he stumbles that oh man immediately immediately it's not even like an hour from now uh two days from now it says immediately that's why we can't mess with this we can't mess around at all we cannot mess around because immediately he comes to steal it arises because of that and that's in all things you know persecution looks like a lot of things for a lot of people you know there's a lot of persecution that 
happens, of course, being a Christian, then there's persecution that happens online. There's persecution that happens in churches, believe it or not. There's persecution that happens, you know, in your office. There's persecution everywhere. But I just want you to know that Mark, I think it's 11, says, you know, blessed are you when they curse and revile against you. Um, I should add that memorized. You know, we step like we do. We always get people coming after us all the time. And it's whatever. That lets us know that we're doing a great thing, right? Let me just hear, see if I can find this one. Blessed are you. Uh, yeah, I knew I would get all these. There we are. This is so good. Yeah, uh, Matthew 5.10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, the Lord Jesus. Don't you just love that he says that? See, that's the part. That's what I get excited about. The persecution isn't coming because they, because of me. They hate the Jesus in me, and that's what they are persecuting against. So now you know you're doing your job, right? See, that to me is awesome. That lets me know that I'm on the right track because if 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 no one is saying anything with all the stuff that I'm do that I do out, you know, online to the world, if no one is saying anything but oh Julianne, you're so amazing, you're this or that, it's like, no, that is awesome that people say that. But I'm not the amazing one. Jesus working in me is the amazing one. He's the one that I listen to. He's the one that talks to me and tells me what to do. He's the one that tells me I live my life every day. He's the one that tells me to slow down. He's the one that tells me to stop being emotional. He's the one that tells me that you don't have to be fearful. He's the one that tells me that I don't have to feel lonely. He's the one that tells me that I will never leave you or forsake you. He's the one that says that I'll be with you till the ends of this age. That is him. That's not me. That's him. And because of that, I know that I can live a prosperous, amazing life. I'm not saying that things don't come up because they do. Things come up all the time. You can't run as many businesses as I do and everything is, oh my God, it's so perfect. I would be lying. Absolute lying. I'm not looking for perfection because I believe that in things that, that do come up, I grow from it. Maybe the other person, if it's involving another person, they grow from it. So this is a whole growth thing, which is pretty cool. I like that a lot. And so I am not, I refuse to sweat the small stuff. I refuse to allow that crippling effect in my heart. I refuse to allow the enemy to steal my heart. I, I let him do it for too long. I refuse to let him do that. Please say this to yourself. I refuse to let the enemy come in and try to still kill and destroy. I refuse it. I, I rebuke it and I refuse it in Jesus' name. And I just want to pray right now that anything that is trying to come against any of the people that are watching this right now, in the name of Jesus, spirit of fear, you leave right now. You're not welcome and you must go in the name of Jesus. There's no place for you here. None whatsoever. We thank you and we praise you, Father. We get rid of, we lift off that spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name. Off, go, get out, done, gone. It's a done deal. And I believe that you now 
will under, uh, have an understanding of what it feels like to be free. What does it feel like to be free? I am free because the Bible tells me whom the son set free is free indeed. And he set me free from all of my mess. If he did it for me, he's going to do it for you. But that took me getting to know him. That took me spending time with him. And it still is happening to this day. I don't ever, ever go without consulting and being with the father. What is the point of trying to live that day and trying to um, dodge all the stuff when you could have just had your father say, I want you to do this, this, and that. Don't go here, but I want you to go there, whatever it is, right? That's how we hear from the Lord. Anyway, he's your best CEO. He's the most amazing husband. He's the most amazing boyfriend. He's the most amazing teacher of anything that you need to be taught of. He is everything that you need. Everything. So thank you guys for listening, for watching. God is good God. He's not evil. He's not bad. He doesn't put bad things on people. He loves you and wants to see you completely healed. What would be the point of his son writing all of that in the New Testament and never mean a word of it? It's not going to happen. All right. Love you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.